Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Well, Ryan, it's been in theaters for this be the second full day um, <laughs> yeah. now. Uh, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, the sequel to uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, uh, which we both loved. Mm. Um, the you know the animation was was incredible, and everyone can listen and read our reviews on that one. Um, this one, uh, what about a year or so, year and a half, I think, later in terms of of movie time, I think. Um, and we get uh, we we kind of pick up where we left off after a slight flashback. Uh, in terms of Spider-Gwen, uh, we get a flashback of her side, and then we pick up with her reaching out to Miles across the multiverse, and then we jump into this movie. Uh, man, it was going to be hard to top the first one. Uh, sure, sure. I, but, man, <laughs> uh, they did okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's going to be people who argue that this one's better. Um, although I think um, part of, of those arguments might be because how, how could it have been as good? Um, how could it have been on par? You know, yeah. um, how do you recreate uh, an experience that was was unique in, in and of itself? Yep. Um you know, because they weren't going to be able to just change stylistically, really, what they were doing. Um, but uh, the narrative in this one is is quite different uh, than what we had uh, in the last last film. Um, and I think what what makes this uh, an exciting film for me is that yes, it, it you know it, it's different. Um, the audio mix in this one's really quite fantastic. It's it's all over the place. So as we can see it in the and uh dolby digital or something uh or you know high-end uh, audio theater do do so but um uh, you know i think that the core of this is it's it's back to some of the standard tropes of of superheroes which is isolation acceptance um mm-hmm. wanting to fit in uh with someone um even if that someone is a different version of yourself i guess um so i think you know this film's very grounded in, in, in real human emotion. So that helps the kind of insanity of the visuals and the strange mix. And I don't know, you know, I just, yeah, everything about, about the, the kind of experimental aspects of, of the film. Cause it, it, it is, I mean, it is <laughs> without question experimental, but I think it's kind of in that place where avant-garde meets mainstream. Yeah. Um, and it's a kind of a weird place, but yeah, I, I, I remember we talked about the first one, this, uh, you know, it, it demonstrated that, that, you know, animation is a tool um, and, you know, that, that you can use. And the fact that they use so many different animation styles, and are inspired by so many different animation styles. Um, 
that are all unique to the characters that they're and that, and that's how you bring in all of the disparate characters um and keep them true is is to keep them the way I mean it's weird to keep them the way they they were um and so they do that stylistically a lot as well um I I yeah you're right a lot of people are going to say this one's better than the first one I say it's apples and oranges um I thought the the first film uh really was it, it was very it was a small it was a personal film about miles just period uh, you know about him he's yeah. just coming to grips and then this one uh we we blow up and we see that all the spider-men have done that um tried to figure out where they fit how they fit why they're spider-men and how to be spider-man uh yeah. and that's the you know and that's the overarching thing of this you know it's couched in this uh this this spider verse uh which is still the easier way to say it than than Miguel's uh mm-hmm. humano arachnid something 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 whatever it was which did not sound as cool um but yeah so this this one kind of blows this this kind of in a, in a weird way this is like the John Wick 2 to the John Wick 1 Sure. That that we had because the you know John Wick was you know a man and his dog, you know and his, you know, as a boy and his powers and now you know we've we've they blew up the world a little bit bigger in this than they did in John Wick too. Yeah, um, yeah it's, <laughs> but yeah, it's you know you've 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 built a world now. What are you going to do with it? Yeah. Um, and, and in this case, it's a multi-dimensional world, but it, nonetheless, okay. Now that you've established that, what are you going to do with it? Yeah. Um. And. I don't I I don't want to spoil things for people that are not going to get to see it opening weekend. So, you know, there are things we don't want to talk about. Um, it's no there's no it's it's not a spoiler to say that we know there's a, a part 3 because they've already said there's a part 3. We knew this going in. Yeah. Um, yes. so we'll be tying up this trilogy uh for that. Uh at 2:20 This is a the longest piece of animation that I can remember. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I, 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 it would, uh, yes, it would, it would contend. I don't know if it is the longest, or I don't, you know. But, uh, but I would say that I don't know that it, it feels, feels particularly long. No, it does. It doesn't drag. I mean, but, but animation traditionally has been shorter just because it's so labor intensive. Well, and and I guess also because uh, a lot of animation is aiming at a younger audience with the. Limited uh, attention, attention span. span. Yes. Although, 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 I think we could argue that um, adults have limited attention spans these days too. So that that uh, is true. Uh, is, but yeah, I mean, I you know, and and for those who who aren't aware, this isn't you know this 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 is more of a Lord of the Rings uh, ending rather than a natural ending, in that it's it's kind of ends in a place that suggests that there's something just right around the corner. It's a cliffhanger. Um, yeah. And, and it, in that way, it's because uh, uh, last night I finally took my wife to see fast 10. Yeah. Uh, and it's very similar to the way fast 10 ended in terms of yes. it, it, it reached a point where it chose to stop the film. Yeah. Knowing that we're, we're getting another film after it. That's going to tie all this up. Uh, and they have a similar run times, which is weird. Um, so yeah, now I don't, 
I'm I don't I don't consider this a spoiler. I think that this film is also different. It's a bit of a head fake, and and again, I know some people are going to complain about it. Um, this film opens, and it I for the first ten minutes, I was like, is this a Miles Morales movie, or is this a Gwen Stacy movie? Because well, the yeah. first ten yeah. minutes is exclusively Gwen Stacy. And if you look at the remainder of the film, a large portion of it is about or through the the eyes of Gwen Stacy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now that Miles Morales, his name appears nowhere in the title, obviously. Um, but after the first film, people you know might presume that this is you know, about Miles Morales. These movies are about Miles Morales. Um, But, or is it about Spider-Man? Is Gwen Stacy not going to be the central Spider-Man in the third movie? Will somebody else, will it be more Miguel O'Hara? Spider-Man 2099. Will we, will we see more of it through his eyes? And if so, that's an interesting way to handle your trilogy. Well, and it's the path that I would have had guardians of the galaxy take. Um, in the sense that you, you, you get to explore one character um, that is part of you know a, a bigger structure, and then the, the, in the next film you get a different character that you're kind of tagging along with, and you still have that first character. Yeah, Miles Morales is still. I mean, it's yeah. After that first ten minutes, he's still a large. They're he, mostly yeah. He's, he's very they're, front they're mostly center. together. They're mostly together yeah. for, the, for a lot of the films, and when they're not, they're thinking about each other. Which there you go. Right. Um, uh, but uh, so I, 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 to me, you know, Spider Verse has always uh, the the freedom to to jump around uh, is is part of what makes it so exciting. Um, so yeah, it was a little weird at first, maybe. Um, you know, after the first ten minutes is when we actually get the uh, I think the the title. Um, yeah, credit or whatever, um, and then it's like, oh, so okay, now the movie. It's, so it's almost like we gave you a, a ten minute short, and now we're giving you the movie. Um, but it's all important stuff, and 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 I think a lot of what Miles is going through, Gwen is going through. Um, we just get to see it in a, a slightly different variation. But we've got to keep in mind that these. Uh, you know, these are different dimensions coming into contact with each other, and the similarities are completely intentional. Yep. Um, and we and we learn more about that towards the end of this film, where we um, we kind of reveal the the crux of the situation, the what the the lack of self determination, I guess. Yeah. That may exist, um, but don't don't worry about that. You'll you'll figure that in in the film, but right. Um, so for me, uh, you know, what I thought was interesting to this film is they, they had a bunch of, I mean, they had a, a whole army of Spider-Men Literally. in that first film. And uh, we don't get a lot of the same characters in this one. We, we're actually, you know, beyond, you know, Gwen and Miles. Um, a lot of the other characters were not the same characters that we were hanging out with in the first film. And, yeah. and to me, that's interesting as well. Um because there are so many versions to hang out with yeah. Um, that they, I thought that was actually a really intelligent thing because now we get to meet a few more uh, 
and they're not fighting for screen time with the the previous characters that we've already met who and know something about. Um, you, you know, you do get a couple. Yeah, uh, there's one in particular um, that that does pop up and is around with uh, that has a, a role in this. But I mean, for the most part, it's it's just a, it's a different film, um, and it it stylistically is similar. Mm-hmm. Um, but but I mean, when you kind of break everything down, it's just uh, they're not the same movie um they're they're really not even trying to be the same movie they're 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 building off of themes and things so i mean even even it's it's even more different to me than than you know i think john wick 2 felt more like john wick 1 than this feels like um into the spider yeah but but not in a bad way it's i i I want to be perfectly clear about that if if you go in and you know i don't want people to go oh well if it's not like the first one i don't want to see it no no it's 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 just that it's different right and there's something kind of exciting about that and um i love there's there's the whole there's the theme we have a a, the villain in this um and his whole motivation is he doesn't want to be the villain of the week um which i think is hilarious because a lot of marvel films have had issues with Mm -hmm. you know they they often have featured the villain of the week um or the month or you know it's a very temporary thing and so we have a a villain in this film who's very self-aware of that and doesn't want to be that wants to be you know considered a real foe you know wants to be no i'm a real villain you're he i am your nemesis yeah you may not know it but i i am yeah and by the end of this film you're going to believe me um, which yeah. is, I mean, that's actually a pretty cool motivation, you know? I mean, uh, anyway, I think so anyway. No, I, mean, I know I it is. That, it's, it's an interesting take know, on like, why a villain does what they it, do. Sure. It's not like he wants, I mean, it, it, partially I'm sure he wants to take on, you know, have world dominance and control and that's all part of it as well. But yeah. uh, the, the personal stake, I mean, they, they're not trying necessarily to destroy the world. Um, and that, you know, it's, it's more of a, a personal vendetta. And I think that works really pretty well. Yeah. Well, the best, the best villains are always, it's always personal. I mean, it's the, the single best, uh, villain in Marvel is Dr. Doom. And he personally hates Reed Richards and by extension, anyone associated with Reed Richards. Um, and, and that and leads anyone, him to world domination. Similar, so yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Any anyone who who buys into the the, the ideology, yeah, um, you know, uh, and and so yeah, I think I think that's interesting. I, I you know, uh, gosh, there's just there's a lot that you know um, that I like about this film, and uh, you know, it it, it can. Let's see. It can be overwhelming, I guess, is is how I would put it. But I think that you don't have to understand who every single one of these versions of Spider-Man is. Correct. You don't have to know all everything about these characters. So my 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 advice to people who are going in who say, "Well, I don't know who half of these people, you know, half of these Spider-Men are, or what Earth." In whatever 116 or what, or right. whatever, what, what earth and the numbers mean. Don't worry about that. Don't, don't even, you know, just realize that there are different. 
versions of Earth, mm -hmm. um, different versions of Spider-Man, and this movie will give you all that you really need to know about those yep. to serve this film. Now, if you want to dive in and be a geek and and say, oh gosh, look, this this artist style is from this, ver you know, this this run of comics, and oh, and then this style is is this, and uh, oh, and their backstory is this. That, I mean, there's that space as well. Yeah. Um, and oh, there's yeah. lots of Easter eggs and things floating around out there that, you know, background characters and things that, you know, are are there to entertain the people who know that they're there, I right. guess, or that will notice that they're there. But the, peop not the people that notice them will get them. But if you don't, yes. they don't, yeah, they, they don't detract yeah. anything if you don't no. know they're there. Yeah. it's So, I mean, you, you know, I think there's this kind of, you look at it and it's like, gosh, this is kind of a. You know, there's there's so much that this is referencing, and it's and I would say, well, yes and no. Um, I think I think that really it's it's pretty a simplistic story told in kind of a a complex visual crazy sort of way. But I mean, ultimately, again, it comes back to just mostly about you know two kids, two teenagers who feel misunderstood. Um, and are afraid of being rejected by the people they love and that love them. And I think that that's a very normal and accessible story for most people. Yeah. Um, and, you know, not wanting to disappoint, but realizing that you're never going to be the person that they want you to be, but maybe what you are is just as good, but you're a teenager. So you can't make that, you know, you, you can't, you, you just know you're different. Correct. And, and being different, you just think you'll never live up to expectation or, or whatnot. And and and, it, and it's an, I think that's always an interesting thing because here you have, you know, superhero type characters who are going and fighting, you know, injustice and um, doing things that benefit society directly. And yet there's always this this sense of, you know, what if, you know, my my you know, what do my, my parents think or what do, who do the, who the people, people that raised me, what do they think? Yeah. Um, and it's, it's like, that's more important. And I think that's true, you know, for, for a lot of people's, how do the people immediately around me feel about what I'm doing rather than, am I actually improving the world? That's, that's, you know, the secondary question. Right. Um, that the, how does, how really does it affect my concerned. world? And then how does it affect yes. the world? Yes. Yeah, because yeah, your world, you always have to deal with your own world first, which is a problem all Spider-Men have. But hey, look, if you enjoy what you're seeing and hearing on the Visually Stunning Movie Podcast, why not take a second to click subscribe if you're on YouTube, click follow wherever you're listening to us, uh, you know, follow us on Twitter at VS Movie Podcast, same over on Facebook. If you're on uh, Instagram, it's visually stunning movie podcast. That would be awesome for us. We appreciate you listening. And now let's get back to the show. Hiring for your small business. If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals. You can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Um, we talked about the number of Spider-Men. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, so there, there's a lot. So one, let's let's talk about this. It it is, um, it is a, a, a multiversal story, uh, yeah. and they're trying to keep multiverses intact or separate universes intact. So in a way, it, um, it it's similar to the theories that we've already laid out about the multiverse in Loki, the CV, the series. Um. And, you know, in Loki, they call them incursions when there's too much interface between dimensions. Sure. Uh, and in this, this explains all the glitching for people that are outside yes. their home dimensions. And those become, I can't remember what they call them here, but basically it's an incursion and bad things can happen. Um, but so all of these Spider-Men are here. And let me just say, I don't want to spoil anything. So many cameos in this movie. Oh yeah, uh, and I don't want to say any more than that. Uh, no, because that would ruin it. But let's just say that every possible Spider-Man it can be seen in this movie, and you yeah, will but, see and, some and, that and, you and, recognize and some that you don't. And it's and it's yes. and it's well played. Uh. And and sad in a couple of places when they do it, but uh, it is interesting to see those kind of things. Uh, again, the 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 Easter eggs. Uh, if you know certain things about certain Spider Men, you'll catch the on to those. Um, the the voice work here they expand the voice cast. Uh, we actually get Oscar Isaac in full on. Uh, Miguel O'Hara, Spider-Man 2099 mode. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, you know, all the people, I mean, we get uh, Karen Sony is, uh, I love his Spider-Man. Dopinder. He's so great. Uh, Daniel Kaluuya uh, is in it. His his character is interesting. I was not familiar with his Spider-Man. Yeah, well, and and I do want to make something clear. I know that I I didn't, like, I I know Spider-Man Sort of, right? You know, uh, I wouldn't say that I'm. You know, I um, I recognize more than than like actually knowing things. So I know that right. there was a million things in this film that that you know this is this is sort of film that someone out there who just loves Spider Man is going to write some phenomenal yeah graduate essay on on the complexity of you know what they've done here. Uh, so yeah, I said even, pe- pe- you know, people are going to write think pieces just on the animation integration. Yes. But th- yes. but there's a Spider-Man scholar out there that is going to do a serious breakdown of, you know, this Spider-Man and that Spider-Man and why this voice casting was perfect for this Spider-Man because of ep- issues X, Y, and Z and this actor's work here. You know, and it's it, so, yeah, there's, there's right now, there's a Spider-Man scholar 
that is just duding this thing up because uh, there's and, a lot and, to break down. And I hope, and I hope it is a, a positive thing because uh, I, you know, uh, sometimes we can be our, our, the, the worst part of watching a movie is our own expectations right. and, and whatnot. So I, I, I do hope I, there are going to be some people who probably don't like the film probably because, um, so many people, uh, it, it feels like a, there's a lot of critical momentum behind this one as well. And so I think th- there may be people who, who know things and know things better that would have done things differently. Right. They may take issue with things. And, but I hope, I hope that that's not the prevailing um, attitude. Uh, Cause I'd like to think that, you know, for me, this is one of the most liberating films I've seen in a long time. And it, it only further, enhanced my disdain for um, Bo was afraid because it's doing similar things in that it's combining so many different genre styles and things and, and visual styles and crazy ideas but this one is actually about something um, and not just a story wise but about you know real feelings and things it's it's not thumbing its nose at you or trying to be overly clever it's just telling a story um, in a, a, a different way, a very traditional story in a different way. And I think that that's, that to me was very exciting. Yeah. Uh, let's, let's kind of real quick. Let's, let's talk about this in terms of comic book movies. Uh, one, I love the fact and the, the next few things I say are all going to be connected. I swear. I love the fact that, um, Canon incidents are a thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I I likened it to Doctor Who's fixed points in time. Yeah. Uh, where, no, no, these things have to happen. Uh, and they're going to happen. But if they are altered, uh, you get uh, Oscar Isaac, you know, you get Miguel trying to explain to, to Miles that I, let me let me find the wording that he. Oh yes, when you break canon, everything unravels. And I just couldn't help. I said, "I'm just saying." Looking at you, Marvel, Star mm-hmm. Wars, um, because it it's true. It's true. If you're gonna run through your canon, you can't break it. You can't just go go around and break because then nothing stays together and everything yeah. falls apart. Um, there's there, there, you know you know when we talk about regular films, I you know I you know the internal logic of a film, which is one of the things we love about John Wick. It's patently ridiculous, but yeah. its internal logic is constructed and adhered to in such a way that it all holds together. Yeah. Um, and a lot of films in franchises and series are not. And again, I'm looking at you, Marvel. Um, and so, and because of that, I would like to point out that I, in my opinion, my humble opinion, Sony, uh, now officially rules the multiverse idea because they have, uh, they have got it pinned down better. They have got it more organized with with what looks like an actual plan for it moving forward um, than Marvel does. Yeah, and I don't know if that's Sony themselves or if that's just the, you know, the, the team that is working on 
um, you know, I think I think the first film was probably a risk for Sony, and it was a wait and see sort of proposition. Um, and now they've had the opportunity to wait and see, and it did extremely well. Um, and so I think that there's a certain amount of freedom that the the writers um, and directors and animators have been given for this, um, which studios don't necessarily like to do right but i don't i think sony's been in a position where how could things go worse for you well i again they kept they kept lord and miller as the writers yes um and i i please don't yell at us i know that marvel disney's marvel has input they help they have influence feige's name is on this film somewhere um I get it, but it's not theirs uh, any more than Home Spider-Man: Homecoming with Holland wasn't mm. theirs. I think they had a lot more outsized influence in the next two live-action Spider-Men because mm. they were integrating it so much, and they convinced Sony that they were integrating it so much. Uh, but I think the, this animation, Marvel's not in that game, so. This doesn't have to, uh, it's, it's not as subject to that kind of it out. And I'm going to say outside influence because it is because Sony owns Spider-Man, not Marvel or not Disney. So, uh, you know, if Feige calls that's outside influence. Yeah. Uh, so this is a little more insulated from that, but like I said, right now, uh, as it stands and looking forward to the third film, I, I I think right now the 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 leaders of the multiverse is Sony. Yeah, and I don't I I I would have a hard time trying to come up with a, an argument against that. It's simply because uh I mean, well, I I mean Marvel could say yeah, but we're dealing with more moving parts and et cetera, et cetera. and um I mean this this film though just feels like it was better planned than right well, I don't and know. Say, yeah marvel can say yeah we've got more fil- they've got more balls in it it's like, yes which makes that connective tissue that much more important yes and it's and, not and there the fact is, yeah the fact that it that we you know up until now and or you know i don't even i don't even you know and and, and the marvel universe is still so in flux at the moment because ant-man was you know quantum mania was supposed to answer everything and it's it set a direction but it didn't really uh, and we don't even know because of outside issues if right. that direction is going to be followed right i mean there's just there's a lot of questions there whereas i think with the spider-man film they they they, they you know they well and the connection that exists between the characters is that they're they all have something to relate with, with each other. Mm-hmm. They all are versions of a, of a similar person. Um, and, and while that maybe is a little easier than having people who are on opposite ends of the spectrum, although we do get versions of Spider-Man who aren't traditionally Spider-Man or in any regard. Right. Um, which is, which in, in itself is, is kind of interesting you know, um, and in this world, you can do that because you at least have the Spider-Man that you're used to having to a great extent, or at least close variations. Yeah. So you can have those wild extremes that happened in the corner of the universe where things, you know, went terribly wrong or, you know, where 
certain decisions were made and and so that that's a, a, an interesting wrinkle in, in this but uh, yeah i don't i don't know that marvel has really used the multiverse uh in the same way that this film does um i think it was kind of i don't want to say gimmicky but it was less ornate less uh, you know it, it doesn't feel like it was as it was as and i don't think exploited is quite utilized i don't know that it was utilized quite in the way that this this these two films have yeah um and because i mean multiverse should in theory could be a very confusing thing but to me they they've really made it quite simple um and i think that's pretty cool um and i and i don't think the the live action marvel live action films have quite made it as simple and explainable and you know i i don't know like i said i, I think it kind of feels still a little gimmicky in the marvel live action films were here it's just it's organic it's the it's been there from the very beginning um, and it, it feels like the spider-verse is actually is actually the underpinning yeah not anyone else's decisions well, because again, yeah. because if because if i go to work and i drive on road a instead of road b yes that creates a branch reality but it's not life-altering spider-verse is these things are critical to the survival of the multiverse. Well, and, 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 you know, there's, and, and, uh, you know, part of this is why do we keep getting these, you know, why have we seen this is not addressed directly, but it's the, why do we keep seeing Batman's parents getting killed? Right. Why do we, you know, every version of Batman, why do we have this that happens? Or what you know in every version of Spider-Man, why is it this or this? There's you know very little variation. Canon incident, you know, yeah, and and I think that that it's an acknowledgement uh, of that, but also I don't want to say it's it's making fun of. It's not. It's smart. It's 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 a it's an explanation, a conversation that. Um, well, not based in any actual fact, but if someone wanted to defend uh, a, a multiverse approach, they and with these canon incidents, they could do so with yep. what this film does. Um, it presents an argument, I guess. It, you know, an argument that has really no solid answer. Right. It's, um, it's but, hard but, to rebut. Yes, and and so it presents a, a theory or a, an idea, a concept um on something that exists and it says okay this is why that exists this is why this is happening this is why it's happened in this comic that comic this movie that movie this animated series whatever it it wraps all that together um but there's also that sense that they're setting it up to obliterate (laughs) the whole idea um that, that that's you know, it has to be that way. Yeah. And so it'll be interesting to see whether canon holds. I mean, because, you know, it, it, you know, it, 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 you know, in Greek mythology, you know, it's fate. You know, you can't avoid your fate. You know, Oedipus tried, that doesn't work. Uh, You know, everyone tries to avoid their fate, but you can't, no matter what you do, you wind up where you're supposed to be in some way, shape or form. 
And so, you know, and that's basically what canon incidents are in comics. And that's what they're, that's what they're doing. So, so I guess the question, uh, you know, the third beyond the Spider-Verse is going to answer for us is, were the Greeks right? Uh, can you just not avoid your, fa- your fate is going to happen in some way, shape or form. Maybe not exactly the same. You might not gain or lose A, you might gain or lose B. But the net effect puts everything back yeah. on the path that that it's supposed to be on, and that's an interesting. It's it's not an absolute, um, but it's it's a it's a really important uh, guidestone, uh, and it's, you know how close do you have to be to that that narrative waypoint, if you will. Do you just have to be able to see it and brush by it? Can you avoid it in certain ways, but undo it in other ways? Or do it in some ways. Um, yeah, I think the third film, they've kind of set themselves up to to determine whether or not that is true or not. And that'll be an interesting... It'll be interesting to see how that plays. Uh, now, at the end of this film, we see some familiar characters from the first film. Which is... Uh, which know, was uh, awesome. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and, and an absolute tease. Yes, and an absolute tease. But I'm I'm totally in because now we you know we have a little bit of a there's a, a structural structural rebellion in the Spider Verse um, because the Spider Verse is maintained by the Spider Man. Yeah, uh, and so we, now we're we have conflicting ideas about what that is, um, and. You know, one side or the other can be right in certain ways and wrong in other ways. I, like I said, it's, there's a lot of moving parts. It's a simple idea, but there's still a lot of lot of things that they need to address to determine how canonical canon is, or sure. how how necessary canon is. Because if you said or, Bruce, you know, yeah. try to try to build a universe where Bruce Wayne becomes Batman if his parents aren't killed. And and yes, and and and, and that's that's theory. the extent. Yeah, that's the that that's the, yeah. the the fundamental question that this is kind of asking. It's like yeah. you can't you can't have a Spider Man if Uncle Ben doesn't die, or your Uncle Ben yeah. stand in, or Mary Jane dies, or Gwen dies, or whatever that loss is. So it's like, can you? Are we're going to find that out? You know. Yeah. Well, and and I think because. The interesting aspect of that is we don't know really what they're going to say. No, they could they could go in, in numerous direction. You know, I mean, uh, and as long you know, as they, the argument makes sense, it can't be yeah. a wrong answer. But they can't just go, no, we wanted this because it's a feel good ending. Yeah, I don't want a feel good answer. I mean, I'll take a feel good answer if it makes sense. But, but it's got to make. Sense. But it's got to yeah. make sense. You got to earn it. Yep, that's that's. That that's that's it. Uh, Spider Man Across the Spider Verse tracking to be number one, unsurprisingly, this week. Um, uh, kind of surprisingly, the Boogeyman is tracking to do well for a horror movie in June. That's that's great though. Uh, no, it is. I'm just I mean, they're they're saying what like 13 million ish which is right around projections, which is pretty good for a horror movie in June up against Spider-Man. Still the little mermaid still fast 10. Um, 
And by the way, so last night I I I was curious because like I said I, I I took my wife to see Fast Ten, and so we're sitting in there before the movie starts. It's like I'm wondering, uh, this theater seems kind of full. So I pull up real quick, and it's like you know the the Spider Man that was about to start while I was sitting there at my theater. I I I might have seen ten empty seats on online, and my but my theater for Fast Ten was probably at seventy percent. That's pretty good. For a Friday no, night up sure, against a big healthy. opening. That's healthy. That's, that's you know, and a few years ago, that might not have felt as nearly as unusual. Yeah. Um, but it definitely, you know, uh, definitely does now. Um, no, I think, I think uh, a healthy uh, theater or a cinematic movie business or whatever allows for... Um, counter programming allows for uh, you know back in the day you know there and and we won't go too far in this but you could you could be number five one week and then rise up the charts rather than wherever you, your first week is you're you're going to drop yeah um, which is which is kind of how things work, work now but there there was a time where you could build momentum and ride yourself up to uh, number one yeah um, and and I prefer that sort of structure quite honestly. Um, and I, I would like to see some of that maybe come back um, or at least uh, make it a little, you know, less d- dependent upon that opening weekend. Yeah. Um, you know, so let, let's let movies, you know, find, find their, place. their audiences. Yeah. yeah. So let's let's talk about that. So that's this week. So next week, uh, Transformers opens. I do not believe it will be Spider-Man next week. I believe it I have, might be no number idea. two, uh, but I I don't I, well, think Transformers is going to beat this. Well, and, and uh, it's it's going to be definitely. I mean, there was a time where Transformers films were were a, a guaranteed X amount of money. Yep. Um, whereas I think the longer the franchise went on, um, the more audience fatigue there was. Yeah. Um, well, and the reason I point that out is because then next week, Disney Pixar Elemental, yeah, and The Flash, according yeah, to my list of release dates. Sure, sure. Yeah, it's no, it's 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 getting um, busy. I think in unnecessarily so. Um, I I I think they could do a better job of separating these out a little bit. Um, I think they're falling back onto the yes, but it has to be, you know, summer movies do best during summer, or you know, they, they, they've gone, they've fallen back into the the box that they were just starting to get out of right. um, when the pandemic hit. Well, and then the week after that, uh, um, a smaller movie, Wes Anderson, Asteroid City, which yeah. then also, I that should be right around the time we get Indiana Jones five. Uh, Indiana Jones is the end of the month. So, so it it'll be the 30th, week. so the week after that. Yeah. And then two weeks after that right now, or no, three weeks after that right now is Oppenheimer. Yeah. But we're also into the Mission Impossible 7. Yeah. Um, which I, I heard, and Barbie, which leads me to the headline I saw that supposedly Tom Cruise is trying to get one or both of those movies to move. Barbie and Oppen and or Oppenheimer. Um, well, and, and 
Here, well, because, well, here's my thing. I don't think any of those audiences overlap. Mission Impossible, Oppenheimer, and Barbie. Those are three distinct uh, audiences. I believe people will see all three. Yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess, you know, I would say I'm that audience. <laughs> well, I'm I'm excited but. about two of those. <laughs> so, uh, and the third one, we'll see how it turns out. But, uh, but yeah, so. Now, not only do you have studios uh, jockeying, you know, you know, they're locking, they're, you know, they're announced, they're trying to lock down dates two years out by by announcing that a movie will be released on this date. But I say release your movie when you want. If your movie's better, if you know, if your movie's better, it's going to win. It might not win week one, but as you discussed, it might win week two. And three and four after that opening week because you might have the better movie, and it does go to that that kind of dependence on opening weekend. Yeah, um, well, I, I wish I don't have the same amount of faith in society as you do because popularity tends to to be a dominating factor in what people see these days. Right, um, and I don't know if that's because you know it goes back to the whole water cooler. Right thing, we 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 just want to be able to talk at the water cooler about the same thing. Yep. Um, but I I don't know. I mean, I I just wish that they could spread everything out throughout a year. Not everything has to be, you know, released May until uh, July and then August through right. November, and then I mean, there's because we were getting away from that. Um, and we kind of slid back into the the old habits, which uh, I don't think are good for for movie watchers. Um, you know, I think that it it for for the average person, it's a lot to ask for them to go to a movie more than once a week. And those are the those are the people who love movies. Um, so you know, I uh, I just I, I I think they need to figure out a way to share better. Yeah. Um, yeah. If they, you know, and it, and it would benefit everybody. Yeah, that's true. Anyway. But you know, they they you know they're trying to get their dollars. You know, and with the production budgets on some of these, they have to get their dollars. So you know. it's interesting. But yeah, then you get films like The Boogeyman that don't have huge production budgets, and therefore they can you know they don't they're not worried about winning any particular week. Uh, no, they just they want yeah they just want to make a, a you know a decent amount and yeah. um I, and I think I think Boogeyman has generally been well received for a horror film yeah uh, it's not it's you know so I mean there's I I don't know what the audience response has been but you know thirteen million is, is a nice total for that film and you know if they can push that over thirty you know uh, over the the U S run that's that's a, a, a really good game. Yeah. Wow. I t- on IMDb, the boogeyman is at a 6.2 out of 10 with a popularity of 70. Uh, I have no yeah. idea what it's rotten tomatoes is. I mean, that doesn't seem too far. I mean, horror, horror movies are, you know, generally down in the fours and fives. Yeah. Um, so I, yeah, I like, I can, I can live with a, a six. Right. Um, if I if I'm if I'm them, 
Um, it might be interesting to see what the cinema score rate. I don't know. I mean, I don't know how all that stuff actually factors in. Yeah, we have so many barometers to. I know, right? Suggest, but but then you'll have a movie that everyone hates, but still somehow made tons and tons of money. Yep. Um, well, it's because so nobody I, knew they were going to hate it until after they paid for it. Yeah, well, that might explain the first weekend, but you know, yeah, but then after that, that it doesn't make any sense. So I don't know. Anyway, anyway, so there you go. That is uh, uh, Spider Man uh, in across the Spider Verse is where we're at now. Across yeah. the Spider Verse, uh, then we'll get a Beyond of the Spider Verse, uh, and that should be really interesting to see what they do. I, I'll assume that Lord and Miller are going to write that again. Uh, uh, I don't yeah, see why they wouldn't. I think it's in production because it comes out next year. Yeah, so. it's. I, I yeah, I think they. I think they kind of wrote them and and we're doing them at the same time. Or you know, just continuous yeah. production. So and, and good, good. That's how it should be. If you're if you're if you're gonna do it, just get in it, do them. You know, Lord of the Rings, those bad boys. Yeah. Um. So it'd be interesting, it, but it should be. I'm looking forward to it. I want to see how this all plays out because yeah, we are left with a bit of a cliffhanger. Um. And we'll see how that plays out at the end. So, uh. That is it for this week. Uh, I know I'm seeing four films this week. Uh, I, do I am, I think, three. Because uh, I've already seen one of those films that you're seeing. Oh, yeah? Oh, you enjoyed that, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's the only one. So, yeah, so we're seeing uh, Transformers, Elemental, and Asteroid City this week is what I have this week. Oh, enjoy, yeah, and enjoy ride. So... And, so, I'm, and, I, and I might be switching that up a little bit. We'll yeah, well, I wanted to see the Flash. I'm not seeing the Flash till the 13th. It's literally the next time I can see it. Yeah, it's I'm like gonna, I'm gonna. Yeah, it's crazy. I've already. You've already seen it, bastard. No, no, I haven't. No, no, no I haven't. <laughs> okay, I'll, I've got a plan. Is what I'm saying. Oh, you got a plan? Okay, I've what? got a plan. <laughs> okay, Hannibal. Uh, there you go. That's it. Uh, Spider-Man Across Spider-Verse. Check it out. It is well worth your time if you liked the first one. Uh, and if you didn't see the first one, go watch the first one and you might be surprised. So uh, till next time, take it easy. Stay safe. I am Mark. That is Ryan. Bye, Ryan. See you guys. Uh, and we'll talk to you all later.